This, this, this is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. I'm Gabby Barr, joined by Mr. Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you? Hey, Gabby. I'm doing great. Uh, it's Friday, um, which is weird for me to be recording a podcast on Friday because it's usually Tuesday. But uh, due to a lot of weird stuff uh, that's happened the first 13 days of the year, and it's Friday the 13th, I just realized that. So that's probably, <laughs> I just explained the year so far. So I'm good now. <laughs> I feel much better. But um, So we got Mr. Uh, Bob Baker with us today from uh, Baker Plumbing, who it, to me, Bob is one of the, the good dudes of our industry. Um, he's funny, he's witty, and people that don't get him probably never will, but those of us who do get it, get it. So it's kind of like, <laughs> what's the new thing? If you know, you know, and that's okay. kind of how it is with Baker. So, Bob, welcome, man. Good morning to you. Good morning. It's nice to see you all. Hope all you are all well and enjoying the start of 2023. Well, so <laughs> far, so good. Um, we got Gabby in the hot seat today, so we get to grill her a little bit. Um, <laughs> so that's always fun. What? How many feet of snow are you sh slogging through this morning up there? The, the beautiful thing about where I live in Alberta, which I have explained a few times, is we have what's called these fabulous Chinooks. And so we're in the midst of one. And so a week ago, it was minus 35. And today, it's plus 5. And the snow is melting. So um, it's uh, it's a wonderful uh, uh, time to be here at the moment. And then I think next Tuesday will be awful again because it will be back to minus 40. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, see, people like you remind me of why we have the weather channel. So I can watch all that. From the comfort exactly. of my. All right, so it's 48 degrees Fahrenheit where I'm sitting and mostly sunny. So I won't go into that. Yeah. I get lots of people from Texas tell me their weather when it's minus 40 here, and I yeah. say some unsavory things to them, but that's just how it goes. Well, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so, you know, Bob, we, we always talk about uh, people and trades and all that good stuff. And I'm, I've been watching a lot of what you've done lately. And um, I'm thrilled to see how you're not only teaching, but posting about teaching your young apprentices and family members the business. Um, so what's the update on the lads? How are they doing? Uh, fantastic. Um, Isaiah finished or got his ticket last January. So he's basically a, what we like to call a junior journeyman a year in and doing really well and pete just started his third year uh whatever that was a week or two ago so he's in the midst of school right now and um we keep him busy after hours he's our after hours guy to keep his uh keep his hand skills sharp <laughs> and, keep him out of trouble like that yeah means. that's exactly right and uh <laughs> no it's going really well uh it's the best one of the best things about canada is our apprenticeship program is really regimented and uh you know uh there's not a lot of uh a room to to um make too many mistakes you gotta you gotta do it the right way and so when you come out of there if you pay attention and and have a good company to work for 
then you're uh, well-versed and prepared for a, a wonderful life in the trades. Well, you know, I really, I, I love the fact that they get to work with you and, and your company because you work on such a wide variety of stuff. You interact with a wide variety of customers, you know, whether it be hotels, restaurants, homeowners, building owners. I mean, you get such a wide array of, of clients. I really think uh, that makes them, you know, that much better in the long run because they don't get like pigeonholed into being a commercial update plumber, you know, like running a new water service and, and a waste for a coffee sink and high rise. I mean, you can only do that so many ways, so many times, but having that service aspect of what you guys do and then flip over one day and run gas for a generator the next day and then swap out replacement, you know, failed components on a boiler, man, it's such a, a wide uh, berth that, that they get exposed to. And they're very fortunate for that, uh, as opposed to getting pigeonholed into a, you know, into a specific thing that a contractor may specialize in. You you see that as a plus for yourself? Yeah, it. Uh, that's the only way I can do it. I, I I need some variety, and it can be a bit frantic and frenetic at times, where we're just sort of don't know what we're doing, <laughs> as far as the schedule is concerned, as stuff comes in. Uh, but it gives us, for me, I used to tell people when we had, when I had 18 guys working for us, it was like, if you spend five years with me, then you'll, there'll be nothing you haven't seen or done or have some rudimentary knowledge of that you can sort of build your foundation on. And that continues with my two boys, um, that they get to do stuff that it's some, as you outlined, it's almost something different every day, which yeah, I think so. Absolute plus. Well, I love that you chronicle it because we kind of get to live vicariously through you. <laughs> some of the stuff I'm glad I'm not there for. Um, <laughs> some of the weird, weird stuff after hours at the hotels gets a little funky, but um, it's um, it's really fun to to watch uh, what's going on. So, <clears throat> how do you feel? And this is just something I've been asking friends over the last six months, really. Um, do you feel like the world is beginning to revalue the skilled trades professions that we used to have? And it definitely waned. Do you see it coming back yet? You know, it's, it's an interesting question. I certainly think that social media has helped uh sort of expose lots of people to what we do every day. Um, and like you just said, there's some admiration or respect or, you know, um, you know, interest in what we do. You know, Pete's in, like I said, in year three, and his class size is like there's 15 of them, um, which isn't very many. Right. Uh, so I don't think it's translate. I mean, I think it's the exposure's there, but I don't think it's like transit translated into action yet. We're like busier than I have ever been in my entire life. Um, and there's, you know, obviously a couple of factors to that. We've been doing it a long time. Our name's good, blah, blah, blah. But I do think there's some contraction in the actual numbers of quality trades that, are out there and I don't think 
I mean, I don't see that changing in the next four or five years as Pete will finish and then we'll see what sort of comes down the line. But, you know, stuff yeah, like- Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on the head count. I, I'm definitely with you. We're not anywhere close yet. Yeah. Um, I did. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you, you said it well, you know, social's given us a little bit more exposure and what have you. I All I'm saying is I feel like the tide is turning so that people are beginning to realize like, holy crap, I don't have anybody to come and heat my house or help me get my house heated. We've got to start thinking about this differently or better or quicker or whatever we're doing. So it's probably the 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 tail still wagging the dog at the moment, but I think it's just becoming more noticeable maybe, or hell, I don't know, man. I, I'm hope maybe it's me being overly optimistic. No, I think you're right. Like I can honestly say that people, since I've sort of been on social media and share sort of our daily journey, if you want to call it that, um, lots of people have said to me that aren't in the trade, Wow, I thought all you did is work on taps and toilets as a plumber. I'm like, right. <laughs> you're like, ah, uh, yeah. No, I rarely touch a toilet anymore. We're working on, you know, piping systems and heating systems and all, you know, doesn't mean we don't do that stuff, but the variety of what we're able to do and what we're able to show people that we do, certainly uh, I would say is impressive to people that tune in and are like, oh, uh, as a plumber, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, as a plumber, we do do that. And that's what we're trained right. to do. So yeah, I, the general public certainly is able to, is more appreciative of what we do and has some insight into that. Like you say, whether that translates into actual more tradesmen on the, you know, on the ground, I hope that happens, but it's, you know, it's not a, it's not an easy lifestyle. <laughs> to do yeah. that stuff. So. Well, I mean, it, it, and it is a lifestyle. It's not a job, you know, as you said. Uh, yeah. Same way, you know, I've often said that about the HVAC side of my world. It, it's not a freaking job. This is not something that you can do. Like, you don't think about it till you get back tomorrow because you got all this crap going on and this it is a lifestyle. And um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, that, uh, things will continue to trend well. I, I'm actually trying to start. So right now, Service Logic, my, my company uh, that I'm part of, we have 5,200 or so people now uh, in North America. Yep. And about 3,500 of those are skilled tradespeople. And about um, 20 of those work in the field are women. So we have about 200 women involved in HVAC, and then of the 200, 20 work with tools. So I'm trying to bring some awareness to that um, so that we can recruit more ladies into the trade, because I think it's a phenomenal uh, business for them to get into. Um, just from an analytical, uh, I, I think that women have great analytical skills. I think that multitasking is good. Uh, so I think it's a trade that they would excel in. The problem is exposure, um, you know. So I was actually thinking about your fellow Canadian this morning, uh, Jamie McMillan. Um, maybe getting with Jamie and maybe getting her to do some kind of public service announcement for us, 
um, you know, to expose more women to the trade. I don't know. I'm just thinking through all that. It's certainly, that's certainly a place where I've seen the numbers increase. And like you, I mean, the numbers are pretty much like you said. Uh, most of the women that I know and that have worked with have spent, you know, four to eight years in the actual trade. And then they end up in like a wholesale role or a sales role or a technical role or a supervisor type of thing. Um, the the technology that's gone into, you know, uh, piping systems and tools has certainly made it uh, more accessible to uh, women because you don't have to haul around, you know, cast iron pipe and pouring lead joints and all the rest of that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I do, and that's only going to increase as the internet of things expands and uh, we have to be more technical at our job. Like it's crazy. I literally have to plug in some of the installations that we work in, you got to plug in the laptop to find out what's going on and, you know, type away. And that, you know, 20 years ago was non-existent. You hit it with a hammer and hope that it worked type of thing. Um, so I do think, you know, I've seen more and more women in it. Um, but from my lands and my experience, most of don't spend a lot of time on the tools. They end up, you know, finding uh, a different role within that, uh, within the trade, which is awesome because there's just, it's changed to the fact, to the point where there's so many opportunities and different avenues to sort of expand your knowledge and, and to uh, contribute in meaningful ways, which I think is awesome. Well, I, I think you, your company, you and your company, you guys showcase, uh, I think, change within the industry really well, whether it be, you know, pressing fittings, you know, you're, you're not stuck in the, uh, you're not using 50-50 solder anymore. All right. So. Not, um, on, not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Gabby, sorry. That's an insider joke. No pun intended. Um, but, you know, I think you guys do uh, really, I think, stay up to date with your tools and your technology, whether it be the cameras and, you know, all the stuff that you use, not the camera on your phone, but the probing cameras. Yeah. Um, I think that appeals to people that, you know, like you said a while ago, um, so many people don't understand what goes into being a true plumber uh, and all the different aspects of the industry that you're you're touching and to your point that's only going to continue to grow you know we're um gary mccready another canuck yep. um you know gary is the same way he started his company uh, in 2022 and he's out there showcasing technology and tools that show the world that hey we're evolving you know we're not just sitting here with cast iron cutters and that kind of crap anymore we're out there able to press fittings press refrigerant fittings you know i just i, I just love the technology um and i think that and gary had a, a somebody was beating him up on social the other day because there was a job that was a press fitting job um that looked really good i thought and somebody was beating him up because he didn't solder the 
pipe. Well, A, he didn't do the install. A, you know, they yeah. didn't read that far down. But I think that uh, if you got thick skin, and you obviously do because you take a lot of crap, and, and Gary obviously does. He takes a lot of crap. But you're showcasing the industry evolving in real time. And I think that's so important as we expose more and more people to the industry, plural, industries, plumbing, mechanical, however you want to define it. It's important to show people the evolution of the tools and, and the talent. So I don't know. I Like you say, it's interesting. Uh, I, I know Gary well, follow him, and, and we've chatted uh, once or twice on the channels there. That technology spans all the trades. Yeah. You know, Gary's pressing stuff, I'm pressing stuff. And the interesting thing about pressing is like I bought my first press gun and and fittings in 2001. So it's yeah. been around for 20 years plus now. And you know, social media certainly hasn't been around that long, but you do it now and everybody's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Are you crazy?" I'm like, "Dude, I have fittings in buildings that are older than you, whoever's right. who's ever coming at me, that haven't failed. They work fantastic. Doesn't mean it's the yeah. you know one solution for all things, but if you're not using that technology, then your competition is, and they can do things faster and cheaper and with more accuracy than you. And you're just it's, it's a losing man's game. If I can go in there with a drain camera and I can tell you exactly what the problem is and exactly where it is and how to exactly fix it, which we do all the time, every time we pull out those cameras, I have a, it's like a, it's like a, you know, I don't know, it's like a street show, like six people come around and watch the camera as we do right. our thing, or three people come watch us press a fitting because I've never seen it before. And so there's some showmanship that goes with that, but it's absolutely the way you know, technology's going. I mean, I started, I was pouring lead joints with my grandpa. Yeah. I haven't poured. Putting that oak in Yeah, right? right? <laughs> you your little boiling pot of lead and you're, don't spill it and don't let it, it'll burn your face off. And don't smell it because it'll kill you. You're like, okay. You know, and don't lift up more than two pipes because you'll break your shoulder type of thing. And, you know, it's just, it just continues like everything else in this world continues to advance and become better. And if you're not going to jump on that wave, then, you know, in, in five or six years, you'll be left behind wondering what happened. And Gabby, just so you'll know, when we talk about and Gabby and everybody else who doesn't know, pressing a fitting is how you're joining copper tubing nowadays yeah. versus brazing or welding. Some people call it. Um, it's just a safer way to do it if it's in the right application because you can do it in an attic, you can do it in a data center, you can do it where open flames are not friendly. And um, it was a whole, just a, as you know, it was a whole process. I was working yeah. in a in a health facility and had to, you know, fire up a torch. It's like a three day process of getting approvals, getting your insurance submitted, and making sure all the department heads knows what they're going to smell. You know what I mean? So nobody freaks out. And now and I'm like, you know, the fire watch person, cause you got to shut the sprinklers off. Uh, you know, in truth, I haven't seen uh, the fire department in four or five years. And I used to be on a first name basis with them because we'd be in a, a apartment building or a hotel and 
you'd be soldering away and shoot something would shoot off and the alarms would go off. They're coming no matter what. So you just walk down and say, yeah, it's me. Oh, hey, Bob, burn down the building again. Yeah, yeah, nothing to worry about. We got it under control and they would leave. But that's literally a thing of the past because I haven't seen those guys in five years or more because we don't use that technology anymore in those situations. Right. And I think you said it earlier. I, I think when you have tools available, it's always about picking the right tool out of the toolbox. Yeah. And a torch is great in the right setting. Uh, and press fittings are great in the right setting. And, you know, uh, I guess middle of the night, a shark bite's not a bad thing. So, uh, you know, I've used them. Whatever you, <laughs> you do, what you have to do, yeah. you know, you may come back and clean it up, you know when you can schedule a shutdown or what have you, but having more tools available is, is important. I think what's more important is being educated. You as a leader of the company and your, your folks that work with you, knowing when to use what tool is equally important. And uh, I think a lot of people miss that, you know, they, People get freaking tunnel vision and think, oh, well, this is the latest and greatest. I'm going to use it on everything. And that's not, it's not effective as a contractor or as the end user. It's not fair to the end user uh, to be really monolithic thinking like that when you got to use your whole arsenal. You know, what do I need to attack the job? So, yeah. uh, The amazing thing about the trades that's always been the case is. particularly in service industries, is uh, you need critical thinking skills no matter what you're doing. You can't just say, you know, band-aid it or this is what I did last time, so you're not a robot. So you've got to be able to take whatever variables are in front of you and do the equation and come up with the best solution for that. And some of that's experience. Like I've had the boys, you know, what do you think? Well, we're going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, well... Actually, that's not a bad idea, but this will actually work better because of I've done it your way. And this is the exact problem that I ran into halfway on step 17. And so let's just eliminate that issue. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So it's just about being able to, uh, you know, use your experience and then use your own brain to uh, find those solutions that are advantageous to everyone. Well, that. You know, Bob, I, I've got a note written down here. I've had it for two weeks. I keep transferring the damn thing that I, I've got this article in my brain. I got to get it put to paper, hopefully this weekend, about actually transferring that knowledge, you know, the, the tribal knowledge we all carry. And you instill that or impart that on your 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 boys or apprentices or whoever you're working with as it comes up, you know, as it's needed. Um, I, I wish that I could figure out a way that we could uh, download a bunch of us, you know, onto a, onto a cloud. Sounds like um, a sci-fi film, man. That always ends, if you do that, it always ends up badly, just so you know. Yeah. Every, every movie well, I've seen where they've transferred the AI to a computer or your consciousness to the computer, it goes sideways. <laughs> Well, that's what happened to Elon Musk, I think. So, um, Maybe. It's so important. That's why the apprenticeship programs work well, is because you're able to do theoretical learning 
by going to school, but yet you're getting the, the actual hands-on, uh, damn, that pipe's hot. Um, and you got somebody like Bob or Greg there helping you mentor, you know, so you've got this three-legged stool, so to speak. But I wish we could figure out a way to, to make giving the knowledge away more either readily available or uh, just thought about more so that more seasoned people think about ways to give back. And, you know, part of that's uh, doing these like career days and crap at, at, at schools, yeah. you know, go, go with your kid, go with your grandkid, go to the church, whatever, figure out ways to give back. And um, I think we could help ourselves a little more than we do. Because uh, we're really good at bitching and moaning about it, you know, uh, skilled <laughs> trades problems. But what do you, you know, what are people actually doing about it to combat the problem? Um, I think is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. I had the pleasure and opportunity of working with not only my grandfather, but my dad for my grandfather for probably a decade and my dad for 25 years. Um, and I also had the experience of watching them both pass on and seeing that their level of knowledge just, you know, it's dramatic to say, but just eradicated from the earth, right? Like all those experiences and all that knowledge is gone. And so in truth, I've looked at that and tried really uh, diligently to pass those stories, those experiences, everything that I can think of that I learned from those two men onto my boys and said, this is what I learned from grandpa. This is what I learned from my dad. This is what you should learn from me and tried and made the point. This is old knowledge. This is, you know, comes from, you know, 65 years ago of how things were done. That still works today. And it's, so there's some, you know, bear some responsibility to share that to them and have said the same thing to them. As you get better and better at this, it'll be your responsibility to share your experiences and whatever you think is a value that you've learned from me to share with whoever you might be working with. So yep. Yep. until AI well, becomes a thing, that's how it's done, I think. Recently, I've been uh, exposed to technology that's pretty interesting. Uh, earlier this week, actually, uh, Monday, I think it was, I was sitting with a fellow and he pulls up this, this video of somebody who we all know, a guy named Paul McCartney. Um, and it was an image of Paul McCartney walking down the hallway when he's like 20 years old and he opens a door and suddenly he's 40 years old. He opens another door and he's 60. It's the weirdest thing. McCartney apparently has sold his catalog of music and everything to a company. Um, and they're what they're doing is taking all these archives and they're making Paul McCartney digital. You know, his his avatar yeah, yeah. looks better than Paul McCartney looked when he was that age. Um, certainly now it looks better, but I wonder, you know, I was thinking about this driving home from that meeting thinking, I wonder what this means for our industry and how does that, how do we, 
catalog and how do we, you know, some of the stuff you're doing, Bob, with your videoing and just all that feed into this massive AI machine one day and somebody can go to chat and, and say, Hey, how did Bob, uh, I almost said Bob Barker. How did Bob? That <laughs> <laughs> brings back all my kind- kindergarten to grade five bullying. You know that, right? Well, I'm, I'm I beat up a lot of people called me, or I got beat up a lot by call, people calling me Bob Barker. Anyway, <laughs> the guy on on uh, LinkedIn not long ago was uh, happy about that too. But, um, you know, I just I wonder if, if Chat GPT is going to be able to go and find this information of how to scope that four inch Y fitting buried in concrete without having to go do that. Y fitting buried in concrete. So it's just interesting of how all of that's going to play into our world, which is all physical. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking across the road and I can see a rooftop unit on the Ace Hardware store. Um, do I get to work on that thing virtually one day? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, it's just going to be interesting of how all this plays out. And I'm glad that I'm in it where I can see it developing so early. Um, I, I won't be around for the end of the show, but uh, it's a heck of a first chapter. Well, and that, like you say, that virtual stuff is already happening. Like I can log in a wire uh, through Wi-Fi into someone's boiler and troubleshoot it from my car or from my home, whatever the case may be, reset, reset a few things or, you know, find out what's wrong before I show up there. Like that's already happening. And who knows, like you say, there's so much quote unquote content that gets uploaded daily um, that's in the cloud or heaven knows exactly where it is and what, uh, you know, the, um, you know, people that uh, monitor that stuff, what they're going to do with it and where it's going to go, you know, but you can, you know, YouTube's a perfect example. You can type anything you want onto YouTube and some meatball in Texas or Kentucky or Alberta has, has a 20 minute video on how to, this is what I did to fix it. And you're like, Oh, that makes sense. My situation is different in this way and this way. And I can, you know, take his first four steps and add my two and I can solve this problem. Yep. So yeah, I, I love it. Um, a company that, that I'm really familiar with called XOI um, technology and, what XOI is, is you use interfaces with your ERP for service and dispatch and uh, capturing data and video and all kinds of stuff on the job. And they have a a module called the journeyman. And you walk up to a piece of equipment, take your phone, snap a picture of the nameplate. And immediately all the O&M data and everything else starts flowing to you. you. It's very proactive. Um, that, that, and then you look at a company like Interplay Learning and what Doug Donovan and those folks are doing and all this stuff starting to really come together into web 3.0, you know, what's that going to look like? It's, it's just a hell of a time. Uh, we're fortunate to, some of us think we're fortunate to be in it. Some probably hate <laughs> it. We're, we're in it. So we might as well figure out how to embrace it. In, is my opinion. It's coming no matter what. It's no different. Like it's the internet, right? Like when the internet first came out, what was it? It was 
you know, if you had Hotmail or whatever it was back in the day, uh, AOL. I mean, AOL. Not, it was literally an email service. And I remember yeah. being part of it and people going, no, this is stupid and it's not going anywhere. And now, as, you know, by our own meeting here, it was all happened through email and now we're on the internet, you know, when we're all in th- three different places, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away. <laughs> And having a conversation, uh, and who would have thought that was possible, uh, you know, when AOL came out, not me. Um, and so you, like I, like we said before, to bring it full circle, you either embrace that stuff or you're going to be left behind, you know. Um, and I, we had a conversation the other day. Somebody actually sent me an, an email with a Hotmail email address. I'm like, dude, you got to... <laughs> You gotta update that, brother. That's uh... I saw one yesterday. <laughs> Hotmail. I, I actually saw an AOL recently, right? Too. And it, it sort of triggers in your head. You're like, man, like that's good for you that you still use that. But look, they, look. you remember the 56k modem sound? Yeah, all the... yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's funny, but you know, I think Bob, in my mind. Um, and Gabby, I'd be interested in your perspective on this at your age. Having having technology and embracing technology and utilizing technology like the manufacturers do, like contractors like us are doing, how, do you think that's appealing, more appealing to younger people that this is more of a, a technically, um, you have to be somewhat technically proficient to be a plumber now you can't just walk up and hit it with a hammer uh how how do you think that hits your your peers at your age i group? would i would say yes i think um right now for my age group and even younger i have younger sisters and they're 10 years younger than me so i kind of you know have watched them grow up in an even more technologically inclined kind of uh generation and i think it's there's so much technology involved in our lives now. Uh, I mean, I could not function or do any of my job without it. And my sisters could not go a single day without theirs, even though they're only in middle school, they use it in schools and things like that. So I think um, knowing that there is so much technology used by people in my generation and within my age group, I think that that kind of has a level of attraction to it because there's already a level of experience with the technology that can be brought to whatever field they may be going into or whatever trade they may be going into that involves that technology, Um, especially for those who love technology and who love to kind of know how it works and play around with it and things like that. I think there's a lot of draw towards being able to use that. And I also think that, you know, a level of kind of that thought process and that I have to have this like technological experience coming along with it is also just really nice to have. And I feel like for me, especially, I like to have a level of understanding of the technology that I'm using, even though, you know, I'm 
we have our IT guy, Anthony, who's fantastic, but I still, I would rather not have to call Anthony over for help and things like that. So I think in the trades, technology can one, you know, help your jobs go smoother and run smoother and um, kind of there's a level of draw to that where, you know, there's more, um, there's more ability to do more things and to complete more things within a day, within however long. Um, and so I definitely think there's a draw to it for uh, kids my age and hopefully even younger too, as you know, like I said, my little sisters use technology even more than I do. So who knows, who knows where their generation will stand on technology and using it and their capabilities with it. My one, one concern that I have about that is if you grow up so technology dependent, are you still willing to get out in the ditch and lay down and fix the leak in the mud hole? Because you still have to do both <laughs> as a modern day plumber. You know, yep. this, this is real life, you know, like you still have to, as an air conditioning tech, get in a 140 degree attic. So I, I think you just have to be cognizant of technology and the physical requirements of getting in the 140 degree attic as a service tech, getting in the ditch as a plumber. You can't sugarcoat all of that. You know, it's, it's just hard work some days. And, you know, some days you're plugging in a laptop working on boilers and some days you're <laughs> muddy. So what do, you, what do you think, Bob? How is that? Am I on track with your thinking or where are you at? That's the beautiful thing about the trades is, you know, there's lots of talk about AI replacing jobs and people and, you know, monetary, you know, uh, not monetary, but, uh, you know, mundane tasks, which is great. Chat GPT you talked about can create a whole blog for you by typing in a, a subject matter, which is amazing. But at the end of the day, like you said, uh, as a plumber, you still have to, um, you know, get in front of hot boilers and and in the cold weather and you know do uh, physical things in order to do your job which is the best i think it's the best of both worlds yeah agreed or you, or you got you gotta have some technical skills but you gotta have some physical attributes to make that to be successful in that uh in that field and i don't think certainly in my lifetime i don't think that's going anywhere yeah agreed and you know, you said it earlier, Bob, critical thinking skills are just germane to everything that happens. You're in your office right now and, you know, 14,000 pound truck full of stuff, windshield technology, but the, the, the most important tools in that truck are between your ears and being able to utilize what you know and, and, you know, adapt. I said it earlier, you pick the best tool uh, out of the toolbox for the application and you have to have those critical thinking skills for that. So thank you for that reminder. And it's, uh, it's definitely good to, to leave, uh, with critical thinking as a critical thought. How about that? So, <laughs> critical thinking is critical. That's what it you is. Gotta, you you got to do it. So. Yeah. Well, I know we're running up on the top of the hour. Everybody's busy, Bob, you got, 
customers to go serve. I've got a, a four pound poodle laying in my lap that I'm going to take for a, a quick outside break and um, no telling what Gabby's got planned, but really appreciate you taking time, Bob, catching up with us. Uh, it's, it's important that we stay tuned in to what's going on uh, north of the border and south of the border. It's been a blast. We've had a few technical deals today, but you know what? <laughs> it's still fun. So. I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you having me on. I think what you're doing is fantastic. Uh, I've said it before. Anybody that adds some spotlight to the to the skilled trades is a friend in my book and uh, doing quote unquote the Lord's work as far as the trades are concerned. And and you know, I think it's vital if we're going to uh, bring people to this uh, these fields and show them frankly, how successful things can be and how wonderful your life can be if you decide that that's sort of the path you want to take. Yeah, well said, my man. Well said. Well, for everybody who tuned in and listened to us, thank you for taking time with us. Uh, we enjoy bringing content to you that's relevant to us because we think it's relevant to the world because the world can't function without plumbers and HVAC people. Sorry. Um, that's just nope. the fact. But... Um, so for myself, Greg Crumpton, Bob Baker, uh, the Canadian plumber extraordinaire and business owner and just a good dude all around, we appreciate the time. Look for us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you, you like your podcast. Just search straight out of Crumpton. Uh, you can go to gregcrumpton.com. You can find this there. And Bob, you want to plug your website real quick just so people can go look at you if they want to. Yeah, it's super simple. Baker Plumbing. You can type in Baker Plumbing Canada or Calgary. You'll find us, our website, our, all our social media channels are linked there. And if you got a question on something, hit me up. If you want to chat about something, hit me up. Or, uh, we try to be accessible and available and and uh, do what we can do to uh, let the world know how awesome plumbing and heating and gas fitting can be. <laughs> all right, my man. Well, thank all you. Right. And uh, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everyone, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Straight Outta Crumpton. Make sure to go subscribe to the podcast for more episodes like this. You can subscribe through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and be sure to check out all Greg Crumpton content on gregcrumpton.com.